Hello, bonjour and salam alaikum. Welcome to Stand Out From The Crowd, the first live podcast dedicated to no BS leadership. So if you like us, tell your friends and colleagues to go over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and to give us a five-star reviews because listen, the stories we share on this podcast are worth it. We are worth it. Don't you think so? I hope you do. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you know how aligning your goals with your purpose could transform your life and leadership journey? Understanding your true purpose in life can be elusive and requires deep introspection, self-awareness, and sometimes a journey of trial and errors that would lead us to pinpoint what truly drives and fulfills us as individuals. I'm taking you on a deep introspection journey today. Our standout guest, Lubna Forsley, is the founder and CEO of Stories, a portal that has transformed the coaching scene by connecting founders with executives with specialized premium coaches who understand their journey. She regularly coaches executives, entrepreneurs, and leaders who want to create goals that are aligned with their purpose. And today, we will uncover the art of creating goals that resonate with your purpose. So please help me welcome Lubna. Hello. Hi, Tari. It's great to be here. Thank you for being here with us. We are very, very happy to be having this conversation with you because, listen, we hear it a lot. You know, we live in the YouTube era, Spotify, motivational video, motivational, inspirational podcast. And you, I feel like we hear everyone telling us, you got to find your purpose, find your purpose in life and, you know, take action and, and you will be successful and you will thrive. And I'm like, hold on a minute, wait a little bit. <laughs> Can you tell us what does finding your purpose mean? really for us regular people <laughs> it, it means basically going back and identifying the things that bring you to life because you've got one life to live and it's very important that as you live this life that you live in a way that's aligned with your true calling with your true purpose and that takes a lot of introspection as you mentioned in your introduction um so so that's what it means for me as a human being i think my personal journey, um, my childhood uh, is a childhood that kind of forced me to actually find my purpose and to um, to step back from a very, very young age and to ask myself the question, why are we here? And with this time that we're here, what are we going to do with that in a way that is impactful? Yes. And this is all about making an impact, I do okay. believe. But we're going to talk about it because from what i have learned from you and from the little that i know about you it looks like you have lived and you are living your life on purpose so did it started from a very young age where you were like okay you know i'm asking myself those questions as you said we have a short life Life is short. Life is short, people. So what is the impact that I want to make? But when you were a little girl or while you were growing, did you have any role models, any inspirational figures, you know, that would help you uh, to figure it out for yourself? 
it wasn't so much the role models or the inspirational figures. It was more my circumstances. I, I grew up as a child in war-torn Beirut, and I would wake up every day, and as a child, I'd look outside the window and see people dying in front of me. I'd see bombs falling, and that really actually, as a child, um, changed my perspective on life. I would look outside the window and say, if that's gonna be me one day, I wanna make sure I go with a story. And I wanna make sure that if I'm given a life every day, I'm gonna make that life impactful every single day. So for me, it wasn't so much a specific person or a mentor, it was more my upbringing that forced me to actually understand what is purpose and how could I live my life in a way that is so impactful. Um, yeah. And that's a wonderful story. Did you have any idea of the impact that you wanted to make based on your circumstances, as you said? Or is that something that you build up along the way? I think it's something that you build along the way and, it, you know, you keep adding every day. So I started my, my, my early job. Uh, and my life was with the United Nations. I, I worked in the United Nations Development Program for five years, and that was quite defining for me because I felt I was making a lot of impact in the UNDP. And uh, after the UNDP, I, I spent a good chunk of my life in the corporate world and multinationals, and I made good impact, and then transitioned to become an entrepreneur. So I feel like I've always tried to make impact through my jobs, through my life, uh, through my volunteer work. Uh, impact can be made not only through your work, it can be made through volunteering, through your children. I am a mom of three and I try to make impact through my kids as well. So people sometimes have this wrong perception of impact. They think that they can only do it through their jobs and if they're not doing it through their job, they're miserable. And it doesn't have to be that way. You can, you can do it through your job or through other means as well. That's very true, you know, you can have an impact in your personal life. And I see here a parallel with being a leader. You know, oftentimes people have this uh, vision of this idea that being a leader is because of your title. You know, you have to have the title in order to consider yourself as a leader. But first of all, I do believe, and I'm sure you too, leadership has nothing to do with the title, but most importantly, leadership can be expressed in so many ways, not only in your professional setup, but in your personal setup. You can be the leader of your family, as a mom, as a sister, as a daughter. You can be a leader within your community, right? Without having the title, but, but through the action that you take, through uh, the, the, the guidance that you provide, and ultimately through the impact that you have. Absolutely. Totally agree with you. It starts from a young age and a lot of people have that calling from inside them and they have this, you know, this feeling that, oh, I want to lead or I like to lead. Um, so it certainly was the case for me. I started my young age with, with the scouts and in the scouts, they teach you a lot of leadership skills. And then I transitioned from that to other things throughout my life. Mm -hmm. Can you uh, share with us um, an instance where you faced a setback or a significant challenge and how did you grow up from this challenge? Uh, so life is full of setbacks and we get setbacks every day. I think if I was to think of the most recent setback, I would think of my time during COVID. 
Um, during COVID, I moved my family. I lived in seven different countries outside of Canada. And uh, during COVID, we moved back to, to Canada with my, with my three kids and my, my husband. And I felt that that was a bit of a setback at some point because I think when you come as a newcomer to Canada, you're expected to start from scratch and you're expected to start over. And that shouldn't have to be the case because people come with their beautiful experience and their beautiful history and, um, and, and they shouldn't have to start over. And so that was a bit of a setback for me because everywhere I'd go, people would ask me like, oh, well, where's your Canadian reference or where's your Canadian experience? And, um, you know, I have three degrees from Canada, three university degrees, a master's, a, uh, a certificate from Concordia, from a master's from Royal Roads. I have an undergrad from Ottawa U. And despite that, and despite having had my childhood in Canada, people were still asking me these questions every time. I'd go to meetings and they'd be like, well, but you don't have any any Canadian experience. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, I've worked in Coca-Cola and the UNDP. I've worked with royalty. I've worked with ministers. I have three degrees from Canada and that's not enough. And sometimes people would actually look at me and say, no, yeah, that's not enough. We need you to have Canadian experience or Canadian references. And that for me was a setback because I didn't agree with that approach. I think, you know, you define your life and you shouldn't ever accept anyone telling you that your experience is irrelevant or your history is irrelevant or your background is irrelevant. And so I think I dealt with that in a way where I, I didn't let that stop me. I kept going. Mm -hmm. And, and I didn't let that stop me. I refused to start over. I start If I choose to start over, I'll start over with experience. I won't start over from scratch because that's life. And, and, and I think that my history is beautiful and, and I cherish yes. it and I'm very proud of it. And, uh, and that's the way I dealt with my most recent setback. You know, I was speaking at, a, at an event this morning and we, we had this very, very same conversation about, you know, uh, immigrants coming to Canada and having a lot of experience in their home country. But here having to go back to school to get a degree and to start from scratch because they don't have the Canadian experience and they don't have the, the Canadian references. Right. And so what you're seeing is very powerful today because I think it will speak uh, to the reality that a lot of people are going in this country, at least in Canada. I don't know if it's similar situation for, for people in the US, but at, at least in Canada, every single one of us, we go through the same setback. Now, I believe you have the power from within and with your own determination to decide how do you want to handle that setback. And the way you did it is, is, is very powerful. And, 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 you know, actually, it makes me think of a question I asked you before uh, uh, we went live. Uh, I asked you, what is the one thing that no one knows about you? And I believe what you shared with me speak to what you just told us, right? And you said, when I was 14, I was heading to a job interview in McDonald's. And, mm -hmm. while, and while running to catch the bus, I got hit by it and thrown on the other side of the road with a broken collarbone. Mm -hmm. Now, every time I feel down and need to feel resilient, I remind myself of the bus metaphor. I just get back up. I forgot that I actually told you about that. Yes, I, I love... Uh... I love this instance and my parents always remind me of it. And, and I'm known to be quite resilient. 
And I think my childhood forced me to be resilient. Uh, it's, it's something that it's a skill that you keep working on, but, but my childhood forced me to be resilient. So, you know, every time I am down, I always look back and I remember that bus and I'm like, no, I'm going to I'm going to get back up. And, you know, it's funny because you could look back and say, well, didn't I have people ask me, didn't you sue the bus? Didn't you sue, you know, OC Transport? I'm like, no, it's not. Sometimes in life, you just need to pick yourself up and move forward because um, because it's not the bus's fault. Uh, and so, no, I didn't sue them. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you wondering, <laughs> no, she didn't. <laughs> But, you know, it speaks to your power of resilience and resilience in everything that you do. And especially as immigrant, as immigrant woman, you know, as woman, like resilience, I feel, is at the core at, of defining if you will be successful or not. What do you think about it? Absolutely, especially for entrepreneurs. And if you look at, you know, nine out of 10 startups fail. And if you look at the reasons why they fail, there are multiple reasons. They say they don't have cash or they don't have the right team or they don't have the right marketing or the right product. None of this is true. I really believe that the majority of entrepreneurs fail because they don't have the resilience to keep going. And I think resilience is a superpower for entrepreneurs and it's very much needed because as an entrepreneur, you wake up every day and every day you face a problem. Every single day there's a problem. Um, so I think resilience for entrepreneurship and not only for entrepreneurship, for any woman who wants to go up the career ladder, you need to be resilient. It's, it's very, very important because life is full of pain and life is full of setback. And anybody who tells you otherwise is, is, is not telling you the truth. And so you need to keep going every day and keep swimming and, and <laughs> then you get to your goal. So talking about goals, this is a perfect transition, actually. Um, you said at the beginning, you know, our purpose is about finding, you know, what makes you feel alive and where you can have an impact, right? And sometimes I hear people saying, you know, their life purpose, talking about their life purpose. But I'm like, what if your purpose evolves? Is your purpose something that stick with you and stay the same like from the day you were born to the day you die until until the day you die either you are aware of it or not or is that something that can evolve and if so how do we adjust our goals and then our action to this new or better or evolved purpose of ours yeah, thank you for asking that question. I really believe that our purpose stays constant and I think our what evolves. So every human being has a why or their purpose or their reason for being, but then there's how you do things and what you do every day that complement your purpose. And so your what every day can change, but your why should stay the same. So to give you an example, if I love to inspire people to live with purpose, I can do that through coaching, I can do that through teaching, I can do that through a startup, I can do that through um, consulting, I can do that through a million ways, right? But the why stays constant, but the what changes throughout your life. Um, and, and the best way to identify your purpose is either by leaning into your most recurring pain or by just basically doing an exercise where you step back, and you look at your defining moments in your life and you look at the connection between all of your defining moments in your life. Uh, so these are, I mean, there are a million ways to find them, but I, I tend to use these two with my clients. Um, so I would say these are the best two ways. And there are people, for example, who start their journey in a certain way. And then, you know, you've 
all heard of stories where, for example, a mom has a child and that child dies or that child, um, I don't know, becomes an alcoholic and she changes her journey to start advocating for, you know, so, so there are defining moments in our life that kind of make us sort of change direction a little bit, but the end result or the end objective is, is always the same. It's just the what changes. Okay, the why stays the same, but the action you take and the way you fulfill your why evolves and may change with time. Correct. And depending on your circumstances and depending on what you face in life. And we all, throughout our journey, we will all face setbacks and trauma. Uh, trauma is a very popular word these days. And so we yeah. all face that in our life. Uh, nobody is exempt from this. Nobody. Uh, despite what you see on social media and despite the glitz, at the end yeah. of the day, we all face problems. We all face trauma. We all face issues. And so sometimes, depending on the problems that we face or the trauma that we face, we may adjust the what, but we don't adjust the why. We have a question here. Um, how do you navigate societal or external expectations while staying true to your purpose and setting goals that genuinely resonate with you? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, so I think it's very, very important to be fulfilled and to be happy to do things that are aligned with your purpose um, while being mindful of societal expectations. So for example, if your parents, so let's assume, or society expects you to do to go in a certain way, but that doesn't align with you, if you follow what society wants, you won't end up happy. But at the same time, you need to make sure that what you're doing and your what you're living and your goals every day somehow match society's expectations, if specifically if you are an entrepreneur and you are selling products. Because if you are 100% aligned with your purpose, but you are not, you don't have a product that meets society's expectations or external expectations then you know that doesn't serve anybody right so you want to make sure that you do a good combo of the two however i think um i study with a gentleman in um, canada who's super popular dr gabor mate uh, he's a he's a global figure and a and an author and he talks a lot about the concept of balancing the attachments and authenticity when you're 100% authentic you're going to lose your attachment with other people. And if you focus 100% on, on attachment and being attached to others, to society, to other people's expectation, you're going to lose your authenticity. And so the best thing to do in life would be to, do, to have the right balance between attachment and authenticity. That's when you will feel alive because you'll feel like you're 100% authentic, you're living your life in a way that is authentic, but at the same time, that has some attachment to society and to external to to, the, to your external audience so having that balance is, is always good indeed i had never thought about it this way <laughs> uh, uh, actually you know finding the balance between society's expectation and your purpose because as always i always thought you know oh if you want to be yourself Either you get rid of social expectation and you live in your own bubble, or you know, as long as you try to somehow and to some extent like fit into what people expect from you, 
then you are not really happy or you're not really yourself. But as you said, rightfully, it's about finding the balance between, you know, who you are and how you can portray and what you can be yourself and how you who you can be to others in order to fulfill those expectations either from the family or from from the society so i will think about it and i will i will put it more thought <laughs> into it <Yeah>. definitely <laughs> um if you could distill so we have talked a lot and you have shared a lot of insights with us today and this is amazing because it is very practical so I hope people, you are taking a lot of notes. <laughs> but if you could um, um, summarize or give us one piece of advice, one thing that we can do now, we can start today, what would it be? Live with intention. Uh, make sure that every day you are you have an intention and that you don't waste time, uh, you know, doing things that are not aligned with the direction that you're going. You have to be agile. Life will throw a lot at you. And sometimes you'll create a goal and you'll have to adjust the goal. COVID was a great example for all of us human beings, right? So you do need goals, but at the same time, don't be super obsessed with these goals. Be super agile. But what, regardless whether you have goals or you're agile or not, just make sure that you live with intention every day and that you try to align that with your purpose, spend a lot of time in reflection, spend a lot of time identifying your purpose. If you don't know your purpose and you want to find out your purpose, work with a purpose coach. We certainly do that at our company to, to help you find your purpose. But it's very, very important that you are actually clear on your direction and make sure that you balance purpose with profit. I, I don't really click very well with people who encourage others to just jump cold turkey, leave their job and go and fulfill their purpose. You need to find a way to have a good balance between purpose and profit. Uh, you need to make sure that what you're doing in this world can be profitable. Uh, because if you don't have the right level of profit, you're going to end up miserable as well, right? Uh, money is important and having profits as a company is very important. And so having the right balance between profit and purpose is also super important. Yes. And this is the first time I, again, <laughs> a lot of firsts today during this conversation that I hear someone putting purpose and profit in the same sentence right? Uh, oftentimes you hear uh, uh, people talking about your purpose and she's your purpose, follow your passion, follow your heart, your gut. And yeah, but at the end of the day, you still need to pay the bill, you know, and, 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 and you want to be able to thrive. Yeah. Don't think about the money, you know, will, money will come later. And to some extent, I agree with that, right? The focus definitely shouldn't be the money to get started with because money will follow. But then at the end of the day, we need we have bills to pay, right? And so to think about how you could align your purpose with profit is indeed uh, uh, very, very important. So moving forward now, you are the founder and CEO of Stories, uh, a, a company, you know, um, uh, offering uh, to connect a different way for coaches, high-level coaches and leaders to connect so we can better support uh, our leaders. Tell us a little bit more about the work that you do with stories and the, the impact you would like to make with your company. 
So our audience are founders, founders, entrepreneurs, founders of startups. And the reason why we've chosen founders is because founders are very purpose-driven and they have the courage to follow their dreams and I love to support them. And they're often not very supported. And actually the stats are alarming. 72% of founders experience mental health stress, nine out of 10 startups fail. And so I really believe that founders need more support. And so what we do at Stories is we have a portal that supports founders and their leadership teams, not just the founders, but their leadership teams as well, to uh, get the support they need to make sure that they stay successful in their businesses. Um, and, and we focus a lot on mental resilience and mental health for founders, uh, for founders, co-founders, and their leadership team. So we do that through one-on-one -on -one coaching, but we also do that through group coaching and, and workshops uh, within their organizations. And we do things like helping the founder find their why, articulate their why. Um, we do a lot of niche workshops that don't exist on the market today. Um, so this is more or less what we do. And in terms of, you asked me, the impact that I hope to make, I hope one day I get to 1 million founders. If I can do that, I would be very happy. If I can have 1 million founders, you know, articulating their purpose, living with purpose, having successful businesses, having flipping the equation. You know, the equation right now is nine out of 10 failing. If I can flip that yeah. equation to nine out of 10 succeeding, I would love that. If people were to remember one thing about you, what would that be? Uh, I always, you know, sometimes my friends call me the purpose queen. <laughs> and I, I name because I have lived my life with purpose at any cost. And, and that cost came high at one point in my life. And so I would say somebody who's purpose-driven uh, and who loves to make impact would be what defines me. So for the people who would like to learn more about stories, the, your platform, and, uh, and how they can uh, benefit from it, how can they connect with you? So the best way maybe to connect would be on LinkedIn. I'm quite active on LinkedIn or on any of my social media channels, or they can um, check out our website, y-stories.com. Um, yeah, and, and we'll be happy to help them. I keep it simple. If you haven't asked, if sometimes you are hesitating about reaching out to people, just do it. You have nothing to lose. In the best case scenario, you will get an answer. And otherwise, you know, but all the people I get on my podcast, they do answer to people. I can tell you that. So leverage that opportunity to reach out to people and to get uh, the, the, the support that you feel you need in order to I succeed in your leadership journey. So that's all for us today. Uh, thank you so much, Lubna, for being here with us today and for sharing so much insights on how to find your purpose and align it with your action because this is how you get results. This is how you make an impact. And this is how you become the leader you were meant to be. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you.